Yeah, that is a good question because I think CEL, it, it can be intimidating. It can still be intimidating after I've been there eight years because there are people who come into the programs and you think, oh my gosh, you know everything there is to know. Um, I think the, the magic question that we ask everybody is what does success look like for you? Because the goal of CEL isn't for anybody to walk into the room and act like they know it all and to be the one with all the answers because there's nobody with all the answers. But I think if you can figure out that question for whether it's somebody who has 40 years and a PhD or whether it's somebody who's five years into a family business, once you can figure out what they want and what success looks like for them, then it becomes just putting together a team and helping them find the answers that are relevant for them to get to that next step. And I think it's safe to say every single person is, there's nobody who knows it all. There's nobody who has it all. So if they can become real enough to say what, what keeps them up at night, what their pain point is, then it becomes easy to support them in the program. There's, there's a way to start to get them answers, whether it's through the right mentor, right reactors. Um, there's always somebody who can help if a person is able to become vulnerable enough and really share what they need. Welcome back to the Healthy Business Podcast. Next up, I have Erin McGee. She's the Managing Director at the UB Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership. And if you've never heard of the UB Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership, it's a program that's been around for 33 years and has done more good for the small business community in Western New York than any other program around. And the great thing about being around for 33 years is that that, that CEL community is so large that no matter the problem that you have in your business, somebody in the community has experienced it. Somebody in the community can help you solve it. And Erin is on today and she's going to tell you about their flagship class the core class, which is an incredible value. And you're going to learn about how you can be involved in it. I'm fortunate enough to be a part of it. And I see the transformations of businesses, of business owners happening every year. And it's so wonderful to see. I'm so honored to be a part of it. And Erin, by the way, has filled some very big shoes uh, she just replaced uh, Tom Albrecht, who was the assistant dean, and has done an amazing job. She's running it like a champ during the quarantine. It's incredible. Clearly, all the learnings from CEL have helped her out as well. So I'm very excited for you to hear more of that story. Next up, Aaron McGee. All right, we're here with Erin McGee. She is the Managing Director of the UB Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership. Erin, thanks for coming on. Why don't you start off? Tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, tell us a little bit more about the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. This is fun. You're welcome. I've seen a lot of these interviews and it's fun to be on the other side. Awesome. So. Um, my role is the Managing Director at the University of Buffalo School of Management Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership. We have, what I say to my team often is we have one of the most fun jobs 
there is because we have the opportunity to work with small business owners and really help them to grow their business and to overcome challenges and to get through the challenge and the journey of, of running a business. And CEL is around, has been around for over 30 years and everything we do is, our mission is rooted in helping small business owners to create jobs in Western New York. Because we know that when small business owners are thriving, the community is gonna thrive, the economy is gonna thrive and we get to play a part of it. So it's a great, it's a great place to be. We have a lot of fun. And awesome. uh, yeah, that's the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership. Awesome. How about you? How, let's say, let's hear a little bit about your history. So I was actually, I grew up in a family that was centered around a small business. So I saw a lot of the, the journey that took place and a lot of the challenges that took place when my grandpa wasn't there for meals because he was running his business and um, he was in a family business, so I saw some of the the strife that can come up in a family business, which, you know, I think that was rooted in me from a young age, the importance of hard work and dedication to a business that can impact the community. Um, I grew up in a small town in little old Niles, Ohio. Um, I went to Ohio University for my undergrad, which is a great school, by the way. And uh, from there, I spent some time in Pittsburgh working for uh, a really big family business. Many of you know, 84 Lumber Company. Yeah. I spent some time there. I spent some time at their corporate office. And then I moved to Buffalo where I spent some time working in the hospitality world. I work for a number of um, family businesses and corporate world and learned a lot about hospitality and running and operating a business. And then about eight years ago, I had the opportunity to to come to CEL and it's been the best decision and I've never looked back. And along the way, I have two young kids and I drive a minivan. All I think right. that sums it up. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> my life in a nutshell. <laughs> Including the minivan, thank you. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, February, 2020, you uh, were, uh, you, 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 you found out that Tom Albrecht, who was the, uh, who's the assistant dean and, and was in charge of the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership, uh, decided to, to move on and uh, is now heading uh, Goodwill. And, um, and then, of course, the uh, quarantine happened, the uh, coronavirus, and everything that, uh, that occurred during that time in between. So I think originally there was going to be this transition. Tom was going to hand it over to you and April 1st, he was done or somewhere around there. And then you take over. Um, obviously COVID-19 uh, threw that for a loop. Kind of walk me through how you felt when you heard Tom was leaving and then how you've been dealing with this transition throughout this whole process. Wow. I was driving back from a meeting when I was talking to Tom and he told me he was leaving and it was such a mix of emotions. So Tom Albrecht was the person who hired me and prior to that we worked together. Um, and so I've, I've known Tom for a long time. I admire him. He's been an incredible leader. So it was a, it was a whirlwind of emotions to hear that he would be leaving CEL. I was really excited for him. I know that his role at Goodwill aligns with everything that's important to him. So that was excitement. Um, you know, personally, it was sad to be losing him as a leader and somebody I've looked up to for so long. Um, although fortunately or unfortunately for him, 
I still have his phone number. <laughs> so <laughs> he often gets text messages and calls from me, um, which just goes to show how willing he is to continue to support CEL and the small business community. Um, and then when I thought about CEL, you know, it became a little daunting because Tom's always been our fearless leader. And even though I've been a part of the team for eight years, I knew that things were going to shift to not have him, to not have him there as the one leading it. So there was, there was a lot of emotions. I think my initial thought was, um, as Tom is leaving, and I'm sure my responsibility will change to, to pick up some of the pieces that, the many pieces that he, he was handling, how can I ever fill his shoes because he's been such a amazing leader and uh and force in the small business community so then i started to realize you know through this through the last few months it became very clear that the best resource is to find people around me who can provide me insight and support to the areas where i don't have that level of experience where maybe i want it or you know i haven't been through that journey before so Therein lies the beauty of the community, the small business supportive community that we're in, because I was able to put together a small business, or I'm sorry, a transition advisory group with some of the people I know and trust most who know me, who know the center, and we've been able to really look at what the future looks like, and, you know, they challenge me, and they keep me in check, and we make sure that we're moving in the right direction, which was also helpful when we hit that little thing called a pandemic. Mm. Some of you may know about that, um, you know, and that's changed everything. And, and I think, you know, regardless of who is in what role, everything that we knew has changed. So from, you know, March 13th, we all walked into work. It was a, a typical Friday. And then suddenly by March 16th, everything we knew, all of the, all of the consistent pieces that had kept all of us comfortable and in our comfort zone had flip-flopped. And I think there's fear in that, but I also think there's so much beauty in having the chance to look at things with a fresh lens and to really question, why do we do it that way? Why have we not looked at it this way? How can we do it differently? So I've learned throughout this that if you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, and if you can really ask yourself why you do things, you can usually come up with a better way to do something that maybe should have been done years ago before the pandemic. Excellent. Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Now, um, up to this point, uh, CEL, all the types of uh, classes that you offer at the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership are, are mostly classroom-based. Almost all of them are classroom-based. Clearly, you couldn't do that. What kind of adjustments did you have to make and how did that work out? You know, at first you kind of go into denial of thinking there's no way we can run this program without having a classroom. So then you think, you know, at least my first thought was, okay, well, maybe we can just stagger times a little bit. And then you realize like, no go, nobody's going to meet in person. It's just not an option. Um, so then we came together as a team and we just got creative and we figured out what platforms existed and we played around with some things. Um, fortunately, we had become pretty familiar with Zoom through some other webinars and meetings we ran that way. Um, so an awesome member of the team, CEL, Kate, took charge and started to set stuff up and play around with it. And within about 
12 to 24 hours, we had a pretty clear next step of how to move forward with it. And I think in those early days of COVID, you really just had to figure out the next best step and take that because then you would go one step further and you would say, okay, now we don't know how to get to this next step, but then you spend some time and you figure it out and then you take the next best step. So Zoom became, you know, each of our next best steps. It became a lot of communicating with our classes, a ton of communicating and letting them know that even though the classrooms were closed, CEL was not closed. Those are two completely different, different items. And we wanted to make that very clear to people. And we just communicated like crazy. We started to set up the Zoom rooms. We gave people the opportunity to test them out, to come into them and become familiar. And we just moved forward in that, that capacity. Um, in the first few weeks, we took all of the content that we had originally planned for that week and we just threw it out and we brought the classes together via Zoom and we just had candid conversations with them. And we just said, what, what are you feeling? What do you need right now? What are your challenges? And over that first week, we not only connected with our current classes, but we also brought back classes as far as five years prior. And it just became this really safe spot where people opened up and they shared their fears. And, you know, as a group, as a group of peers, their classmates rallied around them and came up with ideas. And have you looked at this? Have you tried this? And I think the magic was that they just, they knew they weren't alone. And we all knew the journey was going to be long and difficult, but knowing that you weren't alone was was the magic that um, I think helped a lot of people. Yeah, I I I, uh, I agree. I think that's powerful. Uh, the fact that uh, they don't feel alone uh, because that transition you, you, it had to have happened in between classes. So you had classes going on where they were actually physically there, and then overnight it had to be zoom um and kate you gave her some credit kate uh, moody uh has done a, a great job too i i agree with you on on that i i've gotten the opportunity to experience some of that myself and i know kate has has done a, a fine job um what makes what makes the cel so special the magic our secret sauce we always say is bringing together the right people because when you bring together a group of 25 or 30 or 40 entrepreneurs they first look around the room and the plumber looks at the surgeon and the surgeon looks at the manufacturing guy and they all think what do these people have in common with me how am i going to learn but then once they get to know each other the magic becomes that they all have the answers that the other people need. It just is the magic of facilitating and asking the right questions. And, you know, as leaders, they all have the same fears and challenges. They're just veiled in different industries and they're veiled in, in different specific, you know, clients and, and, uh, and services, but it underneath it, the underpinning is the same for all of them. You know, it's really, they, most of them started a business or came into the business because there was an opportunity. They saw things to do it differently. They wanted to create a great place to work. You know, they, they do it for reasons that aren't related for, to money and they just want to become better and learn more. And that group, by bringing them together, they can help each other if they're all able to, to open up, which they do. 
And then when they do, it becomes pretty magical to see the conversations that take place. What have you learned with uh, uh, transitioning to Zoom? There's huge opportunity with technology. What we've learned is that we can certainly connect people from a lot of different locations, way broader than Erie County and Western New York. Um, so it's something we're gonna continue to explore. There's still a lot of magic for bringing the groups together in particular in the beginning so they can really get to know each other and form that bond, but the possibilities are endless. I mean, if we can bring those two pieces together of you know, the, the necessary in-person interaction at the start of the programs and pieces throughout, along with the tech piece, then we can, we can grow immensely. It's really cool to think about that, you know, and it do, they don't have to be together every week to make it work, which is what our old model was. So there might be ways that we can bring people together, you know, maybe once a month or once every two months. So they have that in-person connection. And then in the times between, we can use Zoom to connect them and, and uh, get the best of both worlds. So the opportunities are endless. It's pretty cool to figure out where we're going to go next with this. How's, how's recruiting going? Wow. So it's trying to get in front of entrepreneurs whose world have been, has been flipped upside down is a challenge this year for sure. Um, you know, usually the classes come together pretty easily because they, um, they hear about it from their friends and their neighbors and, you know, we get applications and we have, we meet with everybody who applies to make sure it's a good fit. Um, it gets reviewed by our application committee. And then from there, the class comes together. But I think the hard part for any organization right now is getting in front of people and letting them know about application deadlines and letting them know what's happening because they're so focused right now on just trying to maintain their businesses and to morph to the new model they need to figure out. So you know, it's been, it's been challenging. And I think probably every organization is feeling that right now, just to be in front of somebody right now, you have to try 10 times harder than you have before. What we are finding though, is that there are so many businesses out there that have found a lot of success through this. And I know you dislike this word, Tony, but I'm going to say it, <laughs> that they've been able to pivot. <laughs> like nails on, Nails on a chalkboard for you. I know that's your. It's not so bad. It's not like. so bad. It's a little, <laughs> <But> then, <laughs> little overused, but I get the point. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> so those businesses that have been able to make the change, I'll say it that way, um, have found success. And those are the businesses that we're having great conversations with and that are excited to take what they've learned and surround themselves with peers and continue to grow their business based on it. Now, what are you recruiting for? Because you you're, you you have uh, you have several classes that are ongoing or every year. Um, what classes are you recruiting for right now? So, in the fall, we're launching our Emerging Entrepreneurs Program, uh, which is an incredible program. Um, it's it's run through the generous foundation of the Allstate Foundation. It's for minority and women emerging entrepreneurs who have started a business and are at the phase where. They're generating revenue, but they really have opportunities to grow. So that program is launching in the fall and it is designed for businesses that are in the, the range below about 100, 100 200,000 and, and below in terms of annual revenue. Uh, that's a really fun program because they're coming together every other week 
and they're building out their business model canvas and we're just challenging them to say, how do you want to grow and what is that going to look like? And just to really get them to take the two hours every other week to really lift their head up from the day-to-day operations of running their business. So many of them are, you know, the sole proprietor situation where they're the ones doing everything and to help them think about what they can make of their business if they're able to take the right next steps, which the program is designed to give them. So that program is launching in the fall. And then our core program, which is our flagship program, many people know CEL by the core program, that one's also launching in October. So it's launching a little bit later than than we typically would to give everybody an extra few weeks to get back up and and running. Um, But that's launching in the fall. We're still gonna do the same program that it's always been. The delivery is going to be a little bit different in the fact that it's going to be hybrid. So we will have a lot of in-person interaction. There'll be the opportunity to engage via Zoom for anybody who is uncomfortable with the in-person option. But all the other pieces are going to be the same for it. The same support, the same opportunity to have a mentor and, and do a clinic where you really focus on your business. And it's going to be fun this year because there's a lot of new pieces where we're changing and adding. We're pretty excited about it. Yeah. And then, you know, for those who don't know the core program, can you just briefly explain what a business owner gets when they join that? Sure, sure. So the core program, well, so the first thing you think of for school is books, textbooks, grade, take all those and throw it out. We're not, we're not traditional schooling. I promise. <laughs> we, mm-hmm. I know people would run away from that as a business owner because you're busy doing a hundred other things, but the core program is the chance for about two hours a week from October to May to come together with other established business owners and to not only learn about the pieces of running a business at a deeper level, um, but to also share about your business and really focus on what success looks like for you as a leader. And then to build a plan along with the support around you to help you get to that point. So there'll be um, the start of the year, we bring in a lot of high-level experts to share with you about the fundamentals of running a business and just to help you become more comfortable with all the pieces of finance and people and strategy and and executing on things. And then the second part of the year, everybody in the program gets a night where it's all about their business. They share what their business looks like. They share an org chart. They share a snapshot of the financials, but ultimately they share with the class what their objectives are. So where do they want to go? Where are they stuck? What are their opportunities? And then their classmates, who by that point are trusted peers, challenge them on it. They ask them questions. They give them advice. Have you looked at it this way? Why haven't you tried this? And it's it's a really fun, interactive way to have almost like a board of directors around you. Yeah, which is very powerful. Um, how much is the core program? The core program is 7900 for the program um, and it can be broken down over the duration of the program. I think that, you know, it, it is a big investment for a lot of small businesses, in particular the core program. Um, what we, what I wish we could do at CEL is to say, don't pay us anything, go through the program and pay us what you feel it was worth because I think it's safe to say the value you get from it, the wisdom you get from it is going to save you that much money in your business, if not much more. We just had a story of somebody in this year's core program who had a potential piece of business. And, you know, I think before the core program, he probably wouldn't have taken it, 
but he worked with his classmates and really talked it through and wound up getting the piece of business and it was about $350,000 piece of business. So nice. it's really cool to see the growth that can come from businesses. Um, so I think, you know, you really have to look at it as an investment and you have to immerse yourself in it. And if you're able to do that, then you're going to be able to get that money back pretty easily. Yeah. How would you, if you had to pitch that one sentence, try to pitch the core program, how would you pitch it? I would say it is the rare opportunity to be connected with other business owners you may have otherwise never come in contact with and to figure out a pathway to grow your business to the next level. And that next level is, it's a phrase that can mean anything. So the magic is figuring out what it means to you. Do you want to be on an island by the time you're 60 and do you want to use your business and, and sell it to get you to that dream? Or do you want to build a business that you can transfer down to your children? Or does your next level just look at the chance to be able to take off evenings and weekends and be with your family? You know, there's so many, there's so many definitions of that, that that's really up to the entrepreneur to decide along with our support. But it's, it's getting to that next step. I went way over that time frame you gave me. <laughs> you said one sentence, Tony. No, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I, you know, I guess the way I look at it, um, uh, because I'm very passionate about the CEL as well. And I, and I always think that it is, um, it's going to help a business owner just get there faster, wherever they want to go. There's, there's resources, there's people, they're going to just help you get there faster. And you're going to save a lot more money doing it. You're going to make many less mistakes. I mean, that's ultimately what I see with the CEL. And I, and I think that sometimes people miss out on that because they see that uh, $7,900 and they think that's just too much. Um, but the value is incredible. I've heard many of those stories, like the one you just shared, uh, where business owners uh, have made multiples the amount just by you know being a part of the class and getting some ideas. But then there's there's other examples where companies were saved completely because of the CEL. And um, I think if there's anything that I wish we had more of with the CEL is more, more data points like that, more of the stories, because it doesn't it's, it's almost like a little treasure that 30 years of, of, of an ongoing program and so many great experiences. And uh, if anything, there's probably not enough stories, uh, data to share that all of, all of the successes. Yeah, the magic of the program is all those stories. I think so the very first clinic I sat in on eight years ago was this young, smart woman who came into a family business that she had not been in previously because her dad unexpectedly passed away. And I think in that moment, I realized how powerful this is because you can't go to an online HR class and figure that out. So, you know, the journey for this person was she wanted to save the family business. She wanted to continue forward. She didn't want to have to let go of all these employees who had worked for her dad for years, but this was so new and it was, how do you even figure out a pathway forward? How do you bring the business back to a point where it continues to be profitable? How do you learn all this stuff when a person running it is now gone and you're dealing with the emotional situation of 
unexpectedly losing a parent and family members who have ownership in the company and how do you navigate all that? And, you know, the story wasn't about the bottom line. It was about sustaining a business that had been around for years and, and continuing the legacy that her dad would have wanted. And to this day, the business is still very active in Western New York. It's a really amazing story. And I don't know if, if she would have been able to, to get there without the support of her mentor and her classmates. And um, it's, it gets intense, but there's magic to it. And it gives people support that they wouldn't have otherwise found. Yeah, that's a great story. Thank you. I interviewed uh, Lauren Lewis from Staff Buffalo uh, yeah. in, the, in the last interview. And she had mentioned that this, the unemployment has been uh, worse for women uh, because women are uh, are kind of trying to balance the whole family and the and and work and working from home and uh, playing the role now of, of managing director is uh, it's got to be hard because you had mentioned you have two kids and you're at home and how's that working out for you? Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Um, well, right now my kids are being bribed to be quiet with fruit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I think it's, it's one of those things where you don't realize how much you can accomplish until you have a lot to accomplish. When you suddenly, you make really good use of your time because especially with kids at home, you don't have that opportunity to drive to the office and have eight uninterrupted hours. You're suddenly, everything is just smashed together. So you wake up, there's a little work time, there's a little kid time, there's a little work time. Um, you know, so it's not easy. I know it's not easy for anybody, whether or not you have kids, everybody has challenges that they're, that they're bearing right now. Um, so I think the trick is to really prioritize, figure out what's important, what do you have to get done in that day, in that hour, and just focus on bite-sized pieces to try to try to get everything done and figure out what what is most important because there's going to be a lot of stuff that doesn't get done and you have to make sure it's the stuff that can afford not to get done and just keep priorities on on the big piece of things and luckily there's a great team at CEL so we have constant constant meetings of what's priority what are you focusing on this week what do I need to focus on this week and uh there's certainly been times where I've called people and said, there's no way I'm going to get to this. My kid needs me. This is going on. Can you take it? And, uh, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's a crazy time we're in, but everybody's got challenges. So we all have to just be compassionate and just help each other out and we'll get through it. Excellent. You know, sometimes you're in a classroom filled with business owners and, um, how do you, how do you manage that? How do you, like when you're in the room with all of these people that you probably look around, cause I know I do at times and think, wow, they have so much more experience, especially in that industry. How do you manage that? How do I personally manage yeah. that? Yes. Yeah, that is a good question because I think CEL, it, it can be intimidating. It can still be intimidating after I've been there eight years because there are people who come into the programs and you think, oh my gosh, you know everything there is to know. Um, I think the, the magic question that we ask everybody is what does success look like for you? Because the goal of 
CEL isn't for anybody to walk into the room and act like they know it all and to be the one with all the answers because there's nobody with all the answers. But I think if you can figure out that question for whether it's somebody who has 40 years and a PhD or whether it's somebody who's five years into a family business, once you can figure out what they want and what success looks like for them, then it becomes just putting together a team and helping them find the answers that are relevant for them to get to that next step. And I think it's safe to say every single person is, there's nobody who knows it all. There's nobody who has it all. So if they can become real enough to say what, what keeps them up at night, what their pain point is, then it becomes easy to support them in the program. Because there's, there's a way to start to get them answers, whether it's through the right mentor, the right reactors. Um, there's always somebody who can help if a person is able to become vulnerable enough and really share what they need. Yeah, and I've, I've seen that uh, vulnerability at times and it's powerful, it really is powerful when people, uh, business owners truly open up to their problems. And that again is the power of uh, the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership because any problem that I've ever seen anybody have, there is somebody there that can help them. It, it you know, it's, it's the, the community is, is so large that there is somebody there that's experienced that problem and can help them through it. And I think that's what gets, lost in all of this so i'm just gonna pitch it we want to fill that core class right i mean that that class uh you need that that's a fall class it's coming up soon mm-hmm. and i'm assuming you have some available seats there we do yeah we are we have a couple of open houses coming up and uh and we're still accepting applications the class that is already forming is awesome though we have been able to accept some really great candidates into it and there's room for some more. That's so wonderful. Talk about it. Reach That's out, give wonderful. us a call. We'll have a conversation. Yeah, I uh, I will push it as well from uh, this platform, um, and I can't say enough about it either. I think I think it's well worth the money, and uh, I have yet to run into a person. And I've been there. I've been a part of the CEL community for gosh, close to ten years now. I've never run into a core a student, somebody in the CEL core class that told me that it wasn't worth it. I mean, which is incredible to me. It's just incredible to me. Um, So I, uh, I will, uh, I will continue to push it as well. Awesome. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Thank you. You've been involved for longer than I've been there as a mentor, (laughs) as a reactor, as a speaker. Um, We're grateful for all you've done too. It's a great community. And I, uh, and I'm, I'm much better for it as well. So I'm, I'm just so thankful that I, I can be surrounded by such great people, um, which is why I want to make sure you are on. And I want to make sure that people are aware of, of, the, of the resource, of the treasure of the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership. So uh, Aaron McGee, the Managing Director of the UB Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership, thanks again for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Tony DeSimone, president of your CX now. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Well, you have a great day.